All right. How about hour number two on a Wednesday? Not just any Wednesday. State championship Wednesday. It starts all those games going. They throw three of them at you every day for four straight days which gets you all 12 of your champions, and they are starting with the six-man games today. We will keep you updated there. Benjamin was stretching it out on Lorraine earlier, 54-20, the last uh, the last score we had on Yeah, I just saw him shaking his hand, so I think it ended. So we're done. They hit the 45 mark. What? There's a They have a rule like in that, a skunk rule? They have a uh, yeah, a skunk rule. It's a 45 rule and I guess it exists in the title game? Okay. I guess. Yeah, that, that it just happened. Okay. They just ended All up. right. So, it is going to be Benjamin getting that uh getting that win and getting a, the first state title of the year. Um we uh, kept you updated on uh, the crazy situation with Texas women's hoops just real quick. They're at Jackson State. It's not going to tip till two o'clock. They had a leaky roof in the building, uh, but it will be on 105.3 the bat, 10 uh, 145 uh pregame time and a uh, two o'clock tip. Also, uh, the World Cup semi is underway, and there's already been a goal. Uh, we're in the ninth minute. France has already put one up on Morocco. It is 1-0 France. Winner gets Argentina. We'll keep you up to date on that one. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline to get some Longhorn updates from uh, the one and only Justin Wells. Inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 2424. Justin, how are you? Hey, now. I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. I just uh, just got back from the dentist and some oral surgery, so uh, half my face is numb. But otherwise, I'm straight. <laughs> That's never good, man. When it, when you feel like you can't even drink liquid normally, and you're because your face is half dead. Oh, that, 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 that. You don't sound like that, Jay. Oh Willis. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And here's the great part: I didn't go into that appointment thinking I was going to get sawed on this morning. Oh. So. This is a <laughs> this has been a fun day so far. Oh man, yeah, that's rough. That that is rough. Well, we hope that uh, we hope everything gets to feeling better very quickly. Uh, before we get into some Longhorn stuff, I mentioned the state title games are getting started in high school. One of uh, our area teams here, Wimberley, makes the championship game. But to get the title, they're going to have to beat Carthage. Since you're out there in East Texas, I thought I would ask: just how good are the Carthage Bulldogs this time? You know, before last week, Carthage had only had one team score and be in the lead on them all season. This is a this is your normal, typical Carthage Bulldogs team. No weaknesses, talent top to bottom. There may not be any big four star D you know, big D one type type guys in the senior class, but they are loaded with with, with some really impressive young underclassmen. They've got a good quarterback. They've got really, really good defense. I'm not as familiar with Wimberley. I know they've had a great season as well. I just know Glen Rose really gave Carthage the best game they've played all year. It took 15 games this year for them to play a game that wasn't a double-digit win. It took a lot. It took 12 games for them to, to play against a team that was beating them, essentially, when, when they played Gilmer in week three. And so – at the end of the day, man, like I said, I don't, I don't know enough about Wimberley, but I know about Carthage. I've seen them play twice this year. They are – they're just solid, man. There's not one position on that field that's weak. 
and they've got a freshman running back. You're going to see get some carries named K.J. Edwards. That's the next guy coming up. That's your big guy out of 2026. He's next up in East Texas. You'll see him come off the bench probably when they build a big lead. But let me tell you something. They got some dudes, and it starts on the defensive side. Those guys are fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, Wimberley Texans definitely got their work cut out for them in the state championship game. Another state championship game in 6A Division II. The Vandergriff Vipers will be playing against DeSoto, and DeSoto has two Texas commits, Trey Wisner and Jonte Cook. Let people know what they're going to see in those two guys. You know, a lot of people, especially in this area, watching high school football, haven't seen talent like that. Not quite like those two guys coming to the 40 next year, what could you see in uh, Trey Wisner and Jonte Cook? I think this is going to actually be a great game because if you look at it, I don't think either team was expected to win last week outside of their own programs. I don't think DeSoto, outside of DeSoto, thought you know they were going to beat Denton Geyer. I don't think Vandegrift thought that they were going to beat Katie. These were big wins for these programs, especially for Vandegrift. you got to give those guys a ton of credit. They have had a tremendous year. Blake Frazier is one of the best uh, prospects in the 2024 class. A lot of schools want him. I will say this. It's going to be a good game just because I think both teams are coming in with a lot of momentum. But with Jonte Cook, you're getting the best receiver in this state. Flat out, hands down. Each time someone was rated ahead of him or each time someone was proclaimed to be better, Jonte would top it. He has had an unbelievable career at DeSoto, and it would own that. I think it would just be the icing on the cake for him to go ahead and, and grab that state championship in his final game because he's going to be enrolling in Texas in Austin in a couple of weeks. No, nothing better than to go out on top. Then it's just going to be tough. Now you got Trey Wiseman, the other Texas committed tailback. This is a kid that was actually at Waco Conley for years. He transferred over the in the summertime, went to DeSoto. Really jumped on a good team to make them a great team. And I think, and you got to give that team a lot of credit. I love what Kyle Coates has done. Former Texas assistant coach, he's the defensive coordinator at DeSoto right now, and he has done a tremendous job on that side of the ball with that program. And so that's actually a game I'm really looking forward to because I don't think those two teams were expected to be there. And I think there's something said to that when, when the expect, when you, when you've exceeded expectations and, and you're kind of playing on a hot streak and you're playing really well. Both these teams are going to come out fighting. I know, I know Vandegrift, I've watched a little bit of them. They do a lot of different unique things on offense, a lot of different formations. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because DeSoto's got, you know, they're, they're solid on defense. But stopping John T. Cook and Trey Weisner, asking Vandegrift to stop both those guys is an incredibly tall task. You may be able to hold one in check. You're not going to hold both. And I think that's going to give the Eagles the advantage. Jay Wells, somebody on the Specs text line asked, who would you compare Jonte Cook to? Ooh. Okay. I'm talking about on the field, okay? I'm not talking about off the field. Hmm. On the field, Jonte Cook reminds me a lot of Antonio Brown. Wow. He is the ultimate body control, route running, hands, just, just elite, elite pass catcher. He may not be this, you know, he's fast, but he may not be the fastest guy you've got out there, but he is quick and he is quick twitch and he can move. And in space, he is gone. And so the closest comp I could have, and this is, I said on the field, 
They're nothing alike off the field. Nothing alike, okay? Let's don't get that twisted. Jontae Cook was just named All-State Honorable Mention Academic yesterday, okay? Uh, we're not going to compare those guys off the field. On the field, Jontae Cook's closest comp to me, he looks a lot like Antonio Brown. Wow. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. All right, uh, Justin Wells, Inside Texas, On3.com. Uh, Justin, a question on this uh, this basketball situation. Obviously, it's very complex, and a lot of Longhorn fans are just trying to process what it is. I'm not going to ask you to speculate much, but what I will ask is kind of what's the next step for you? I'm assuming Rodney Terry's going to coach this basketball team for a little while, but then what? Uh, anything that you would tell Longhorn fans today about what's going on with the men's basketball team? Yeah, that's definitely a that's a that's a touchy subject. You you hate having to be involved in something like this. I, I know Monday morning. I think everybody was pretty shocked when this when all this came out. And so right now, I think the best the, the way to look at it right now to be the most level headed. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to speculate a ton. I would be incredibly shocked if Chris Beard coaches at Texas again. Uh, I, I just don't see a scenario where you can bring him back. Now, how would we know any different when the athletic director, Chris Del Conte, is still in his office? Answers. Yeah. This program needs answers. These fans need answers. This university needs answers. And sticking Rodney Perry out in front of the media after a game to take those questions is Bush League. That's what needs to happen next. I think the team's going to be fine. Listen, Rodney Terry is a dude. He's an incredible coach. This, he left the head coaching job to come back to Texas. This is a guy that I think can be is more than qualified to run this program. And the players love him, and they'll play hard for him. And at the end of the day in basketball, that's probably the biggest factor. But beyond that, we need some answers from Chris Del Conte. And I know they're probably letting the, 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 the process, you know, the judicial process play out. I know they're probably going to let you know all that stuff kind of straighten itself out. Either way, until someone from that athletic department stands up and lets people know what's going on, everybody's going to be in the dark, including the team. And I, I just I have a hard time digesting that. I think these kids deserve more. I think they're an incredible bunch that can wind up making a hellacious run this year. You know, Isaiah, you and I talked about this before. This this is a really good team, top to bottom with really good veterans and really good young youth and experience. And I feel like Rodney Terry's probably going to be the coach for the rest of the season. It reminds me, I believe it was 88 when Michigan fired their head coach. Uh, I believe it was in the middle of the year. And I can't remember what the circumstance was, but Steve Fisher took over. And behind with Rumiel Robinson and Glenn Rice, they won the national title. I could see something similar with this group. They're, they're really good. This is a top five, top ten team. This is a group that's going to make a run, and they've got the guys to do it this year, unlike in the past. But anything more than, than what we know there, we still got to wait for Texas athletics to come out and talk about it. We're waiting for Chris Del Conte to come out and start talking about what's happening and what's going on next. And until we get that, it's all going to be speculation and conjecture. Uh, what, what time limit do you think is fair Jay Wells, like when do you think CDC needs to come out and say something? I know it says, you know, you want to do it as quick as possible, but there has to be a time limit on this thing. Two days ago. <laughs> yeah. That's the time yeah. limit. Yeah. That's yeah. the time limit. 
don't stick your interim head coach out there to answer all those questions. The Texas media, you know how the Texas media is. They're, they're going to poke and prod because that's the most important story. They want to they know what's going on so they can report it accurately. If you're having to get that from the interim coach, that, that's optic, optically, that's bad. I think something needs to come out. Again, I guarantee you they're waiting for the judicial process to, to play out. They're, 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 you're going to get the line in the sand, hey, it's a, it's a process with the law right now. We've got to see what they do. But I think there's enough evidence right now to where CDC could come out and make a statement and let people know, okay, this is kind of where Texas program is going right now. This is kind of where they're, they're headed. For whatever reason, that hasn't happened. You asked me when I think they should do that. I think it was four, two days ago is when they should do that. Uh, Any time between now and then would probably be uh, beneficial, uh, especially before their next game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Jay Wells, clearly it's unfortunate. But like you said, Coach Terry, he's the interim head coach at the moment. And this is a trial run for for him to maybe be the coach next year in 2023-2024 season. How do you think that they're going to go that route? Clearly, CDC, they're not thinking that far right now. But do you think Coach Terry would be a good fit? And if not, who would you who would be out there? Who would you look at at this point? They better start. They better be thinking about that. If they hadn't been thinking about that since Monday at noon, I don't know what they're doing. I certainly hope they're thinking about that. Look, Bobby Terry's a guy that I think is more than qualified to run the program at Texas. This year is going to be the rest of the season is going to be like you said, his trial run to see if he can do that. I think you're going to view it as expectations and how they produce. If this team makes it to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight. I think it would be pretty hard to get rid of Coach Terry. I think that's somebody you would have to strongly consider, okay, I think this is the right guy. Like I said, this guy's coached at Texas for years. He's been a head coach before. I think he's got the skins on the wall, and I know you and I both know basketball. The biggest thing with basketball is do those players play hard for you? Do they, play, do they, do they enjoy playing for you? Do they, do they like being around their teammates? They've got all that right now. It's a really good program inside. And so – It'll be interesting to see if Coach Terry can, can, can make that run. Obviously, if they don't make it that far, you would probably look at an outside guy. For me, it would be Royal Ivy. That would have been the first and last phone call I make. That was the one I wanted to make if Chris Beard didn't take the job. That's a guy that I think could come back and could do a, a, a great job, especially with recruiting. Um, and then there's always my personal favorite, Brad Stevens. But I think he's in the front office in Boston. I think he's kind of happy where he's at. I can dream. I'm allowed to dream. I can wish that Brad Stevens, the greatest basketball coach in the last 25 years, could finally come to Austin. If he wanted to come back, I'll hook you up. But I don't know if that's going to be happening. Royal Ivy would probably be a guy that I would look at. A handful of other ones that, that, that could be mentioned as well. But let's see what Coach Terry does with this bunch. Let's see how far they can get. If this bunch makes a run to the Elite Eight, or even God forbid the Final Four, I think it would be hard to take Terry out of that job. Any word on Ron Holland and uh, my man from uh, California just signed in, Jalen Green's little brother? Any word on those guys, A.J. Johnson, uh, coming in? Have they altered their decisions just, you know, with what happened on Monday? Any word of those big-time recruits? No word yet. I think it's too soon on that regard because, you know, obviously they committed to Coach Beard's program, but they also committed to Texas. They committed to – the, the program they've got in place, the players that they have there now, the players that are going to be there next year when those guys show up. 
I think it's way too soon. That, that's, an, that's an instance where they've already signed. And so that's an instance, you know, when a coach is removed, you can obviously, you know, you can petition the GAA and, and get out of your LOI and, and go somewhere else. I haven't heard them wanting to do anything of the sort right now. And so right now I, I think that's probably a little too early to speculate, but I'd be, I'd be moderately surprised if they wanted to go elsewhere. I think they really, really like the core of what's going on with the Texas basketball program. And like I said, not just with Chris Beard, you got Rodney Terry, you got Chris Ogden, you got some really good basketball coaches, basketball minds, one of the best strength and conditioning coaches. I think that, that those guys ending up in Austin is probably pretty safe, but we'll we'll reserve that until we get more clarity on what's actually going to happen. Yeah, it is a tough situation to deal with, Justin. You are right. That is Justin Wells, Inside Texas, on3.com, at Justin Wells, 2424. We appreciate the time as always, brother, and uh, we will hit you up next week. Hey, real quick, Chad. Yeah. Last week you asked me how bad does Texas, how bad does Dallas, the Cowboys, have to beat the Houston Texans to be happy? Yeah. Remember what I told you? You said just win. Just get the damn win. <laughs> yeah. Just get the damn win. <laughs> and they did. It's the NFL. Barely. You start thinking about, you start seeing point spreads over 14. Dude, don't buy into that. I These know. are all pros. I don't care if Houston's 1 in 10. Listen, it's in the NFL. Every yeah. Sunday you can get your butt spanked. I think it was a good win simply because a blowout's not going to tell you anything about this bunch. But then having to step up and come back in, in, in Dak's final drive, I think that's going to be a win that actually resonates more when the playoffs come around than people anticipate. There you go. I had to get that in. I like it. I like that argument. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that <laughs> right before kickoff of the Jacksonville game. Justin, we always appreciate it, brother. Take care. Nothing but love. Good, Thanks, Jay Wells. Good stuff there, as always. And, yeah, tough, a tough discussion around Texas basketball, but I thought he made some good points there. All right, coming up next, a little Flex 30 for you. The All-Flex team was announced yesterday. we got an event coming up tonight. Plus, we've already got a state champion we can tell you about as well. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Uh, you're picking some wonderful metal songs lately. They're just out of my range. It's perfect. Perfect. You're going to like this era, and I feel like you're in the 70s where I'm just outside of it. Um, I don't know. Is it called Rock Bottom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Good have guess it. there. I don't have it. Who is it? UFO. Oh, okay. UFO. I think that would be Michael Shanker on guitar, the brother of Rudolph Shanker, who ended up in Scorpions, and Michael did all kinds of incredible guitar stuff. I think he's the guy in UFO. Um, I may have that right, but I didn't. did wasn't able to identify the the band UFO. You don't sound too confident. Yeah, no, I believe I believe I'm right on the guitar player. Okay. I just didn't recognize the the song. Yeah, UFO, a little out of my time there. But uh, respect the hell out of the Shanker brothers, man. Love some of the uh, MSG stuff that came later with uh, Michael Shanker. UFO, Debbie Gibson, and Rare Earth. 
Now that's a combo you don't hear every day. You don't hear that every day. Thanks to Zay for all the great music as always. Thanks to you for checking in today. We got a lot of stuff going on, including a state championship to talk about on that 6A level. We have one state champion that has been crowned. They've thrown gold medals around their necks and given them that big trophy. We will get to that all-flex team event and tell you what's coming up uh, at Jerry World later today in the flex segment. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, six-man football. They threw down the diff, uh, the the smaller barriers. They threw down the smaller goalposts at Jerry World today, and we've got two champions to crown, and one of them is Benjamin, who got it done against Lorraine today. Early in the game, Lorraine had a bit of a lead. Benjamin took the lead, and then they took it all the way out, and they run-ruled them uh, effectively. Uh, they they skunked them, 45-ed them, whatever you want to say. The number is 45. If you win by 45 or more, or if you're leading at any point by 45 or more, the game is over at that moment, Zay, and they won 68-20. to 20. Yeah, I glanced at the TV in, in the first segment, and I saw a Benjamin player, number 66, take one to the house on like a 44-yard uh-huh. bomb. It looked like a normal offensive guard, but six-man, he's a wide receiver. He's eligible. <laughs> so went down the field, took it to the house. They were forcing fumbles and whatnot. Congrats to Benjamin. There you go. Benjamin wins the state championship. So, And that's something I think they need to seriously consider at all levels to avoid some of the stuff we saw in this area with LBJ this year. Good point. You got to figure yeah. out, you got to figure out a way to and my thought would be put in a rule like that the moment the third quarter starts. First and second quarter is up for grabs. If it's 150 to nothing in the second quarter, tackle somebody. But the moment we start the third quarter, if you're up by a certain amount, we're done. Yeah, I mean, you could run the clock. Usually, both coaches have to agree to that. And right, and you we've see seen that, more that in basketball. Yeah, we've seen that. So I think there was a game with LBJ where they started running that clock in the second quarter. Yeah, they were putting up numbers this year. Cedric yeah. Alexander breaking records. Yeah, to me, that's what it. That's what it turns into for people. Is oh, you're beating somebody that bad. You shouldn't do that. Sportsmanship and all that. Okay, just pick a number. Like, vote on it. Do something amongst all the coaches. Uh, let every coach at every division put a number down. Coach, what's your number? Is it 40? Is it 45? Is it four touchdowns? Is it eight touchdowns? Is well, it, usually let, the, let's figure it out. The courteous thing to do is just put in third, fourth team guys. Like, right. usually when you get to this part of the year, you bump up your JV and maybe some freshman guys just to see what playoff football is like. Let those guys get in there. Yeah, and then that's a lot of what LBJ did. And you had, yeah. game, you had games where Cedric Alexander would have like eight carries, eight or nine for 200. Yeah. Because they just couldn't tackle him. So uh, that's something they may want to think about. That's one thing from six-man. I think the rest of uh, that 11-man may want to take a look at. 68-20, Benjamin gets the win. A little later on, Willie Nelson's hometown of Abbott is going for a title. They're taking on Westbrook in the other six-man championship game. That's six-man D1. Then they'll take off those uh, little goalposts and the smaller barriers, and then they'll get to 11-man football tonight with Albany and Mart. Uh, that should be an interesting matchup. That's Quan Cosby, right? Quan Cosby was a Mart guy, I believe. Is that around like 
Central Texas, it's got Waco that, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I, believe. I know he's from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. And then Albany is uh, kind of out the way, uh, out sort of out towards where my parents grew up. I'm, I'm, pardon me, Quan, if you're listening, but I may lean a little towards Albany in that game. Uh, little town out there, um, kind of out, out to, uh, in West Texas. So uh, that is coming at 2 o'clock, and then, or excuse me, that's at 7 o'clock tonight after the Westbrook Abbott game at 2. So state champions getting crowned. Also, if you missed the All-Flex team, check out flxatx.com. Congratulations to the All-Flex team members, and we're inviting them all out to Pluckers tonight, 183 and Burn It. We're going to have our bowl roundtable, but also we'll turn it into an All-Flex discussion as well uh, at times. Rod and Harge uh, leading things out there. Aaron Hogan's going to be hanging out. Zach Lucero and Snoop Daniel from Flex. And looking forward to getting out there for a little bit, meeting some of the fellas. You said you're going to roll over there. Yeah, I'll too. roll over there, show my face for a little bit. There you go. 183 and burn it. Love that location of Pluckers. Uh, also, when we have an event at Pluckers, I have to show up because my wife has to have dinner and uh, I want to stay married. Yeah. So if I don't bring the lemon pepper wings home, we have a problem. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go get the wings. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. Uh, so we will get that done this evening, and uh, you can come pick up your All Flex certificates. Uh, and like we talked about earlier, there uh, is also uh, there gonna be some patches made, but that'll take a little bit of time. But the certificates should be ready for you today to get on by there. Congrats to all of our, uh, all of our guys, and we are, you know trying to with this this flex idea and expand what Snoop and the guys have already done but shine the light on all these different stories and all the stuff and we've been getting you know communication back from coaches that are so happy about this that we're giving their kids some love one coach mentioned something Zay I hadn't even thought about I think it was coach Clausen at, at Elgin that mentioned this but he said it's so glad I'm so glad the kids are getting this attention I'm so glad they're getting this love they deserve it especially after shutting down two years ago and I keep mm-hmm. you know it, it it is one of those things I remember about many things I remember about that COVID time period in sports was how weird things were. But the high school level was so weird to think about where all you want to do is just if you want to be a high school football player or, you know, a supporter of the team or whatever, your whole world just got shut down and changed and altered for a year it just didn't, you know, it didn't feel right. And so a lot of these kids now that are juniors and seniors, they had to fight through that a couple of years ago. So I, I hadn't thought of that angle, but shout out to uh, to Coach Clawson for reminding me of that. Yeah, yeah, interesting way to look at it. I remember basketball. It was right around state championship for basketball over there at the Alamo Dome, and they didn't even get to play those games. We know they canceled March Madness around that time. Yeah. We know what happened at the Big 12 championship where Shaka Smart's team uh, had to get off the court and stuff. Craig was up there in Kansas City, and, yeah, crazy time. I can't believe that was – it's only two years ago. I know. It feels, feels like, like just yesterday. It feels like, in a way, it feels like yesterday, and in a way, it feels, it feels like, like 25 yeah. years to me yeah. uh, how long ago that was. But, yeah, shout out to all those kids that dealt with all of that. And, obviously, uh, a big congratulations to our All-Flex team members. And, of course, we've got that Vandegrift game for you on Saturday at 3 o'clock, taking on DeSoto. I'm getting – I've seen the every text I'll see, Zay, of people – you know, throwing in their ideas, their predictions on the game. I want to make sure that Coach Sanders and the Vipers hear this very clearly. 
<clears throat> They're all picking DeSoto. Everybody. All of them. Everybody. Every one of them. Vanderbilt Griff's going to get thumped. Coach. They're going to get blasted. They have no chance. We heard the same people talking the same mess last week with Katie. Coach Sanders, make sure you take that chip from last week that was on y'all's shoulder and just leave a little extra space because it feels like there needs to be a space for a chip this week too. Mr. Buchanan, um, you know, Mr. Reed, Mr. Coleman, uh, Mr. Witt. They do not believe in you. The people that pick these games, they are not believing in you. Sometime this week, Craig Way may tell you about that computer that likes to compute things. The computer said Katie was going to beat y'all, and the computer's probably said probably going to say DeSoto's going to beat y'all. Yeah. yeah. So, Justin Wells just said Jonte Cook, it looks like uh, Antonio Brown out there. Yep. You think Alex Foster gives a damn about that? No. Nope. We're trying to get 200 tackles against this game. Okay, you're Antonio Brown, Alex Foster going to be out there looking like John Lynch, uh, mm. uh, 2 mm. So, hey, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. And even though Vandergriff's the underdog right now, they don't think that. Yeah. I know that community doesn't think that. We don't think it. You and I, we've no. seen them multiple times this year. I, I do not think they're an underdog at all. They are hard to kill. you got to finish off the Vandergriff Vipers. And so far, uh, a team did it very early on, and they have been a steamroller ever since, figuring out ways if they get into close games. So, Vandergriff folks, you know we are all rooting for you here, and we want you to just continue to keep that feeling you've had. The nobody believes in you theory, go ahead and keep that. Because everybody I see that's picking this game is picking DeSoto to win the game. Just keep that in. Just let that let that simmer all week long. If I see Braden Buchanan at the event tonight, I'll make sure to let him know. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make sure to tell him. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on it. Damian La- Wimberly, too. Like, Damian Wimberly. You know y'all the underdog. No, nobody's picking y'all. That's right. That's right. That's the a- people not even in Texas ain't picking y'all. That's the way they like it man that's the way they like it i think the first word out of drew sanders mouth last week in the post game was the word nobody nobody gave <laughs> us a chance like he was ready to say it man i felt so good for him uh three o'clock is the uh, kick time for that on saturday 2 30 with a special flex pregame with snoop and zach from at&t stadium and then we'll get you to the vandegrift crew at 2.45. All right, coming up, it's Where Are We At in Society with Zay, and then a special guest is coming in studio with us in the 2 o'clock hour, actor Jay Head. He was in The Blind Side and Hancock and Friday Night Lights and more. We'll talk to the guy who brought SJ to the screen coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Stay with us. It's The Horn. The Indians send signals from the rocks above the pass. The cowboys take position in the bushes and the grass. The score is with the corporal, she is tied against the tree. She doesn't mind the language, it's the beating she don't need. She lets loose all the horses when the corporal is asleep. And he wakes to find the fires dead and arrows in his axe. Oh, righty. Cool Sounds kind of British. Cool. I don't know. Sounds kind of British. <laughs> you don't know. Definitely sounds British. Who is it? Cool for cats. Cool for cats? Squeeze. Like C- oh, no, the group's called Squeeze. Sorry. Oh, the group's called Squeeze. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know what was uh, what was going on there. All right, very cool, very cool. Also, cool to hear that our guest is in the house. They are waiting in the lobby. Jay Head is in the house. S J himself. 
from the blind side. Can't wait to meet him and talk to him next hour. Uh, we are going to get that done. And uh, he's in just kind of in the area visiting some family. Apparently does some public speaking. He's got a foundation that he's very proud of. We're going to ask him about that and what it's like to work with all those big-time actors and what it's like to be a big-time actor at that young an age and uh, and how things have, uh, have gone for him. He's up in his 20s now. We're all getting old. We're all getting old. Kid that played SJ is like 25. Come on, man. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll get a conversation in with him coming up at 2 o'clock. Um, get you that uh, championship update again. Benjamin wins the first 6A title, 68-20. to 20. We've got the soccer game going on, World Cup semifinal. It is at the half now. France had a really early goal, fifth minute. A goal from France by Hernandez is uh, holding up 1-0 halftime score. France over Morocco. And, of course, the winner there will get Argentina in the final on Sunday morning. The next state championship game kicks at Jerry World at 2 o'clock. Now, the other 6A game is Westbrook and Abbott. All right, let's get you where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Chad, so... Right now, as a Cowboys fan, what's the objective for the end of the season? Obviously, it's to win a Super Bowl, but just for y'all right now, get to that number one spot. Um, hmm. I would say, I mean, I would love that. I okay. would love the idea of, yeah, that, that to me is still a possibility. It's keep winning, see if Philly can slip once. And then and beat them and see if you can win a tiebreaker and, and maybe get that division. But you don't want to add any more fuel to the Eagles' big-ass fire that they have going right now. I definitely don't. They hate the Cowboys enough. Too late, though, because no. Michael Parsons might have done that. He was on a podcast with Von Miller, your guy, the Von Cast, the Von Miller. He's in good, you know, he has good energy, especially him knowing that his season's over with the ACL. But him and Micah Parsons, they're talking and whatnot, and Micah asks him, who is, I don't know who asks who, but this topic came up. Is it Jalen Hurts? Or is it the system and the team? And Micah Parsons was like, it's the system and the team. Oh, no. And Vaughn is kind of trying to save him. Like, uh, he's doing a little bit. Like, Jalen Hurts is really good this season. I get they have a lot. But Micah's like, yeah, he's having a great season and all. But you got to look at everybody on that squad. So... Yeah, there you go. Oh, More man. fuel to the fire no, you that got, you did not need. No, you didn't need that. You needed as many compliments for Jalen Hurts as you could find. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, he's cold. He's having a yeah. terrific season. I've never seen anybody like him. Yeah, I'm giving all types of praise. What The answer is both. He's good looking. Yeah, say all of it. <laughs> all of it. It's him. It's the system. It's the coaches. They feel like they are really gelling right now, clearly, because they've got, what is it, 12 wins? Is it 12, 12 and 1? They're already in the playoffs. Right, because the Cowboys are 10-3. and three. Yeah. Um, that's just, I mean, yes, throw compliments. Uh, you don't need to give a guy like that. Uh, you don't, yeah, you don't need to give a guy like that any added fire, any added focus. Uh, so, yeah, I, I probably would have held off on that. But the Cowboys, you know, there was shakiness to last week. They've got to get back on track this week. You've got to go win that Jacksonville game at all costs and hope that maybe you can get there, but this still is feeling like a team to me right now, Zay, that may have a tough time winning in a first playoff game. That, to me, is far from guaranteed. Even if they could find a home game, 
I, I'm just not guaranteed they're going to win the first game. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of questions on the offensive line now that Terrence Steele is out. What they're going to do with that? Is Smith going to come in to be able to replace him? And just they're they're taking a lot of beatings with bruises. They lost a couple of secondary guys, so now they're weary there. And it looks like the Eagles they're starting to get healthier and healthier as the weeks go on. So I don't like this comment for Micah Parsons. If I'm a Cowboys fan, but as an NFL fan, that's petty. I love it. I love it. It just makes that rivalry that much better. And yeah, I think Michael Parsons, he's so young, he knows no better. Like he thinks that everybody has his talent. No, that's not the case. Not everybody has your talent. Not everybody can go out there and do what you do. When you say things like that, you're not just speaking for yourself. You're speaking for the whole squad. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm going then, like, y'all hear this? The, we just we beat their ass already, and now they still talking. Okay, cool. Now we got some more fuel to you know go with that big ass fire that they got rolling in Philly. And yeah, Micah, maybe you should keep your mouth shut and turn that phone off. Yeah, the sound of him saying that, assuming that he just, if he said it to the media and it wasn't, you know, I'm assuming they always have cameras rolling. But that is. Well, he's now- talking to Von Miller. It's like boys talking. So it's like they're doing a podcast. Him and Von Miller are talking about. You know, the Eagles and talking about the NFL. Right, but I'm saying as long as there's footage of it in some way. Oh, yeah, it's footage. His voice, video, whatever. Oh, yeah, video's out there. It's now part of the intro. Yeah. Right? It's part of the intro of the game. You're going to show the old stuff. You're going to show Jimmy. You're going to show Buddy Ryan. You're going to lay it all together, (laughs) right? And then right at the end of it, you're saying, you know, and it's not, and it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. And then you play it. You play it in a way. You edit it in a way where it sounds as bad as it can sound and as snarky as it can sound, and then you kick off. Damn, we showing Reggie White and Randall Cunningham, too, in this video? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, they'll show it all. Yeah. Bounty Bowl. The whole thing. Bounty Bowl. They'll go beyond Bounty Bowl. They'll go past Bounty Bowl back into the old days. They'll bring it forward. You'll see a Bounty Bowl reference. You'll see him throwing snow on Jimmy Johnson. All of those things will be included. And, yes, you'll see Reggie and you'll see Jerome. Uh, what was my man's name? The, the Jerome Brown, right? That group, Randall Cunningham. You'll see all of it. Maybe a little Donovan McNabb era. You'll see all of that. And the chunky suit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you'll see everything. All right, there it is. Where are we at in society with Zay? We do it every day, about 145. I tell you what, let's hit this break a little early because we got a special guest coming in. They are already here waiting, so we'll go uh, greet them and bring in the actor Jay Head to talk about his career, what he's got going on now, and what was it like to work with Sandra Bullock and Ed Orgeron in The Blind Side? This dude's got some stories. We're going to get them Next on the horn.